Welcome to Celebrating Act Two. Celebrating Act Two is the user manual for the second half of your life. Welcome everybody to Celebrating Act Two. Art, I want you to meet our special guest for today. His name is Brian Surrett. Hi, Brian. How you doing? Hi, Art. Good. Thank you. Brian is a, uh, a father of three. He works as a marketing guy in a software company. And um, he is, uh, is also a newly minted senior, if you will. He's really? uh, just turned 51. Did I get that right, Brian? 51? 51. Well, yes. wait, wait. On behalf of John and myself and the Celebrating Act 2 family, let us welcome you officially and give you, uh, offer you a, well, no, we're going to give you a 50-year membership into the Celebrating Act 2 Club. Oh, oh very good. Thank well, you. Welcome. Oh, you are, you are so lucky, Brian. And Art, uh, I have to talk to you about business because you shouldn't be giving those away. Uh, okay. We'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Brian, uh, how's it feel? First, before we get into the the COVID nineteen and the dealing with the coronavirus as a father and a businessman and all of that stuff, how's it feel to be uh, over fifty all of a sudden? Well, those uh, AARP mailers they're they're going right into the round file still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not paying a whole lot of attention to those, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I'm starting to feel it a little bit. There's there's some things happening. Like, uh, you know, all three boys play little league, and I, and I coach them. And it's a little takes a little bit longer to practice used to. Uh, the shoulder hurts a little bit longer after practice, more than it used to. Uh, can't work in the yard all day like I used to be able to. So I, I'm noticing. I'm noticing uh, some. Uh, some signs of being over 50. <laughs> How about uh, in terms of retirement? Have you even thought about retirement? I know when I turned 50, uh, it I was too busy with worrying about how the kids are going to get into college and all that other stuff to worry about retirement. But have you guys thought about it yet? Uh, it's it's there. It's, it's back of the mind, not necessarily front of the mind uh, i mean we're trying to to plan for it but it's i think right now it's uh it's a balancing act it's 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 trying to enjoy life today uh but not sacrifice tomorrow right pay, uh robbing peter to pay paul yeah. uh, and, and i feel like that's a common conversation around here is um what what do we want to spend money on today that takes away from what we can spend tomorrow and it's a balancing act. We've tried to diversify. We've tried to manage, you know, some investments and, and, and do things wisely. But we keep dipping into it, um, you know, just to, to take care of stuff at the house or with the kids are expensive with the kids. It's really expensive. Brian, and, uh, Brian you're, you're part of a, a group uh, sometimes referred to as a sandwich generation where you're still taking care of younger kids and worried about are they going to move out and things like that you're not quite there yet but also you have uh, uh, your folks who uh, are uh, uh, getting older now uh, as well how, how do you think about those things and maybe possibly think about what you your responsibilities might be in that area you know I do I, I see it with with 
my parents, you know, um, I see it catching up with like my mom in, in particular. And I, and I worry a little bit about that. Uh, and you know, what does that strategy look like, uh, 10 years from now, uh, five years from now? Um, do we need to start figuring stuff like that out? Um, my my parents live up in Sacramento, and uh, and my sisters are up there, so they probably worry about it uh, more than I do, uh, just because they're closer, they're there. Uh, but it's definitely something that it's it, it. The concern is that it could all hit at the same time. I have a seven year old, uh, and when he's in college, you know, eleven years from now, that absolutely could be when uh, when we're having to take make some decisions with my folks. So it, it's there. You know, it's interesting because seven, uh, 11 years from now, when your youngest is in college, you will be 62. And you'll be right on the cusp of saying, should I take Social Security? Shouldn't I? Where's my, do I have a pension? You'll be doing, you'll be in a whole new world uh, thinking about a whole new set of things that you are thinking about now. Uh, yeah. And, and so trying to pre-plan for that has been, you know, some of the stuff that we, we talk about. Um, we went and got a, a, a financial advisor uh, a couple of years ago to try and help come up with some of those strategies and, and, and what that would look like. Uh, but, you know, it's funny, since we've talked to him, the goal line has moved. I mean, I think the goal line started with we will fully fund our kids graduate or our kids college and we will, you know, and I want to retire at 62, 63 in, in the, in the, what's been seven, eight years since we started those conversations, the goal line has changed. Absolutely. Well, I got news for you. No matter how old you get, the goal line is going to change. <laughs> yeah. Not only, not only that, but it's kind of interesting and, and probably one of the reasons why, um, uh, we're delighted to speak to you today and get your perspectives as entering something we've been in for uh, a decade or more now is that there, there's a lot more resources today than there were, I remember, when I was 50. And I, I barely thought about some of these things, although I was smart enough, lucky enough to have paid off the kids' education contemporaneously because I was having some really good years. So rather than – I had them take loans to have some skin in the game – but I actually was able to pay off their education, but I still have a mortgage. So I didn't plan that much in advance. But today there's so much information out there. And uh, that's one of the things that uh, uh, Celebrating Act 2 tries to provide is some of that knowledge, uh, some of that user uh, uh, manual kind of stuff so that you don't have to reinvent it. So uh, what are, what are uh, some of the things that uh, – uh, did you ever think about maybe uh, moving to Arizona or something when you retire, or uh, you're pretty much going to stay where you are? Have you thought about those kind of things? We've well, we've actually been kind of messing around with the idea of like a Colorado or a or a Montana. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, my grandparents did that. Um, uh, they did the Arizona thing, uh, and you know they had a pretty good time with it. It was almost like they were in a country club. They they uh, lived in a, in a mobile home community that was had a lot of activities. There was my grandfather played golf every day and he did shuffleboard and my grandmother had her bridge groups and, and they would get out and exercise and, and have uh, 
quite a good time. So I would go visit them and, uh, and you know, I, I always wondered what it would be like, but they really looked like they were enjoying themselves and, and they probably did it for about 25 years. Mm. So, it, um, I look at that and, and wonder if that's not uh, a good way to, to exit out. Uh, they seem to be having a lot of fun, made a lot of friends, uh, had a lot of, uh, uh, travel adventures with some of these people in the, in the wintertime, um, or summertime, actually, summertime in Arizona, they would get out and, and they'd go see Canada and go travel the world, uh, Europe and, and uh, Africa and so forth with these people. They had a great time. Good for them. Good for them. Mm. I'm glad they did that. Hey, uh, Brian, let's move on to why we called you in the first place, and that is uh, you're a working guy, and uh, we're all hunkered down with uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus. Uh, how has it affected your job? We all have, uh, so for the, this is what, week four now that we've all been working from home. Yeah. Uh, that's That's been a challenge. We, we've talked about that. I feel like I'm busier than I've been before, but the productivity has stayed the same. Uh, there's just, there's more video conferencing, there's more meetings, there's more talking about what you're going to do and less time to actually do it. <laughs> so I feel like that's been the big challenge uh, is, has been, the the time it takes to stay connected. Do you know? Do you actually know anybody who has come down with the virus? I don't. You know, I was looking up statistics on that and wondering why I, I hadn't. Um, there's only ten people in in our zip code that uh, that have it. So, uh, and I think in the entire city of Vista, there's only forty right now, something around there. So. Um, I don't know anybody that has it. Although I, I was sick in November uh, with a lot of the symptoms, and there's a lot of friends of mine and coworkers that think I had it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> By the way, just to let you know, I just uh, interviewed somebody, uh, uh, not on, on air, but uh, uh, privately, and uh, she and her husband and a group of about four or five people who had recently come back from Asia in uh, December had a terrible flu they called it and uh eventually they found out that unfortunately none of them had it and one, uh, her husband almost went to the emergency room because he was having trouble breathing and uh they took care of it at home and uh, there are a lot of people who think they had it early and apparently most people did not it's only been since uh february that it's been well, around here yeah I, I i think part of our problem today is that Nobody knows the truth from China. We, you know, right. they're saying that we didn't hear about it for six weeks. That China didn't tell anybody about it for the first six weeks. Well, who knows that it was six weeks? Maybe it was six months. We, unfortunately, I don't think we can trust what China says. So, right. uh, that's neither here nor there. But uh, so your friends are hunkering down. Are they all surviving? Anybody? Anybody lost their job because of the uh, hunkering down, uh, closing businesses? You know, the, uh, there's a, a few friends of mine that have been furloughed, um, so that's you know just a temporary, um, temporarily been unassigned. Uh, yeah, but, but they no paycheck. Lost the job. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we come out of this. The job was, at this point, still going to be there. Uh, I know at, at my company we're talking about you know what we can do. Are there cuts we can make? Um, so this reminds me of 2008 when we uh, had the, I think they called it the swine flu, and we had a pretty good recession that came off of that. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've tried to position ourselves 
to take advantage of that. Uh, there's a lot of companies that that come out of that and they go through a cost restructuring. They look at everything that they're spending money on, uh, and that's when when they go through those exercises, their habits change. They they start changing the way that they run their pro their business processes. They change the way that they that they're doing their business. They look at they, they take a look at how they can be more efficient and how they can do more with less. Um, these are those opportunities that I think present themselves to some companies to be more forward thinking. Uh, that's an interesting perspective, a business perspective. Do you think based on where your business is in that, in the worldwide uh, pantheon of uh, the economy, do you think when things start to recover, uh, more businesses will what do you call it, combine and lay off and do that? Or do you think they'll, more businesses will expand? Do you have any sense of that? Well, I don't see a lot of expansion. I mean, there are a lot of companies that I think came into this with some uh, with a war chest, right? They had quite a bit of cash on hand. Uh, and it certainly does present opportunities there to, to go snatch up some other companies. Um, yeah. I can see I can see a consolidation happening, where where some companies are, are bought up, but expansion I'm not sure. Yeah. Although we we started uh, at least throwing out some hiring uh, uh, ads, we we started posting some uh, because we figured there's probably a lot of really good talent and mm. on the market right now uh, that we could maybe potentially take advantage of when we come out of this. If we can maybe get front of mind for these people, we can snatch up some some pretty good talent uh, to come work for us. That's great. That's I, I appreciate the business perspective because uh, you know there's there's all that business news that you get on television. All the pundits, you know, all the they're all looking at the uh, the Dow and the S and P, but they don't have the feet on the ground perspective that you just gave us. So I appreciate that. Um, tell me about the kids working from home. How do you deal with the kids? Your kids are out of school. Am I correct? Out of school, uh, you, the the um, the virtual learning started this week. That that's actually helped a lot. So for the first what three weeks. There really wasn't a curriculum. There wasn't, uh, so we were kind of on our own. Uh, and both my, you know, my wife and I working from home uh, as well. That was challenging, and it was, it was just, and you felt guilty. You felt like you couldn't give them the time that they that they needed, and uh, you, you know, we were wasting time. Uh, so now that they have a curriculum, they have some video chats with their teachers and classmates. Uh, they've got assignments that they have to do every day. I, they looked forward to it. I was surprised. There has been no arguing or or having to uh, to convince them to get their work done. The, they have so far. This is the first week, but they've been excited to get back to to the routine. Well, you actually you you have like uh, three boys, right? So they have some playmates, but they haven't been. I assume they haven't been meeting with. Uh, other kids, uh, their own age. Is that correct? No, we we've just started letting them, you know, kind of organizing with the other parents and doing some virtual, virtual, some, yeah, you know, Skype or Zoom or something where they can or, or, they Fort, can, or Fortnite. Yeah, well, Fortnite is as well. <laughs> you know, they do talk a lot, uh, and that's a that's a big part of their social life. Right. Uh, when they get home, uh, you know, 
Yeah, and and now you can't go next door and go play, so they do rely on that. Matter of fact, last week uh, the Xbox broke down, wow. and uh, right, and and I held out for about two hours before I made an emergency run to go get a new one. <laughs> and you risk you risk life and limb, yeah. life and limb because yeah. that was important. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> Good. And, and last question that I have for you is, uh, do you wear a face mask when you go out? I do. So, um, but I, w I didn't start wearing a face mask until it was mandated. Uh, but uh, probably waited a little long on that. Uh, um, but yeah, and I notice everybody is now uh, when, when we go to the store, when you go outside. I've never understood why they wear them in their car. <laughs> <laughs> But but I am bringing a face mask out now, yeah. Oh, good, good. And thank you. For for those of us in the uh, vulnerable generation, we thank you for that. Art, did you have anything, uh, any questions for, for Brian? Yeah, I found it uh, fascinating because um, uh, I was thinking back in some of the uh, answers you were giving, Brian, as to we've never faced this. We had 9-11, but 9-11 buildings came down, but basically people got back to uh, work, uh, to social interaction fairly quickly. Uh, now, it's, if you go out, you have, a, particularly if you're uh, older than uh, uh, you are by 10 or 15 years, like such as our category, uh, you can't go out uh, and feel really comfortable that you can interact again. I used to go to the beach uh, once a week to practice Tai Chi. They've closed down the, the beaches and I don't want to be near other people. So um, we're pretty much at home. So your perspectives of uh, a situation that uh, John and I have never been through before have been fascinating. I, I thank you for that. Good. Appreciate it. And Brian, congratulations on your new membership. Yes. <laughs> your new free <laughs> membership in Celebrating Act 2. Right. You're, thank you, you very you, much. You are our charter member today. Today, okay, is you the charter member. You'll always be numero uno. <laughs> no, very good. And remember, Celebrating Act 2 is the user manual for the second half of your life, right? You have turned 50, second half of your life. Art will explain that later. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll have my people call your people. <laughs> I, I, could use, I could use the instruction manual. Thank you. Right. Well, with good. The, well, Brian... I was going to say, go ahead, Art. Well, this has been great, uh, John. Uh, Brian's a great find. Thanks for uh, digging him up. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll put him to bed again so he can go back to work. Okay. Thanks for interrupting your day to talk to us, Brian. I appreciate Take care. it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. For more on Celebrating Act Two, visit our webpage, follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and tell your friends. Celebrating Act 2 is the user manual for the second half of your life.